Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Gina, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Dave, I'm doing great, thanks. How are you today? I'm feeling blessed. Feeling blessed. I got my coffee cup full. Coffee. I'm excited about who we've got on this show today. Boy, you know what? I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too. (laughs) (laughs) We had the pleasure of attending... Robin King's performance last night at the 88 Keys in the Wyvern. What did you think? I'm still in awe. Right. This was a phenomenal show, a great performance. It gave me goosebumps. I remember you saying that. Yes. It left a great impression with me, and I'm I'm just thrilled that I had a chance to see him. Yep. We've got him here today in the studio with us. You ready to get started? Yes, sir. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipforthearts.org. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Robin King, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, David. How you doing? And Gina, thank you guys for having me in this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a yeah, pleasure to have yeah, you. Thank you for being here. My yeah. pleasure. Coming to Punta Gorda, got to see you perform, and you're going to uh, be playing again Saturday, right? Uh, 7 p.m., uh, 7 to 10 at the beautiful 88 Keys in the Wyvern Hotel. Yeah, that Love is a that cool place. place. That is a cool place. We spend a lot of time there, personally and for different events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend a lot of time yeah. there. <laughs> yes, we do. Big shout out to the Wyvern. So... We have so many questions for you. You had us tingling all night last okay. night. I like yes, that. Yes, the show, the audience that was there, the people uh, that came in just kind of nonchalantly stopped by. That stayed through the end of the night. Yes. They left with uh, happy faces and joy and happiness in their hearts. Right. It was great to see all the people that were coming in, singing along, and really enjoying the show. So, Robin, how about we start with your beginnings, where you're from? Yes, where you started this gift that you've been given. Well, the gift comes from God first. Yes, first amen. And I, I grew up in the St. Louis area on mm-hmm. the east side of the river. My grandfather's name was David Thomas. He was a band leader mm-hmm. um, with a band called the Blue Notes. Blue Notes, all right. Goes right along with St. Louis Blues area, huh? Yeah. Was he a piano player too? Um, saxophone player. Okay. He raised my mother and her two sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was the youngest of the three sisters. He passed away August 1962. I was born September 1962. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. You were born after he was gone. Yeah. Okay, wow, because we thought... You're growing up with your grandfather, and that's where the uh, influence came from. So is the rest of your family musically inclined, too? Is that where the uh, influence came from? Yeah. Um, Most people in my family are musically inclined, Mm -hmm. the majority. Um, I'm the only one who 
has done it professionally for the last 30, 40 years, call it stubbornness or whatever you want to call it. But I am the only one who has raised my children from playing music as well. Like your grandfather. Yeah, my grandfather did that as well. Mm -hmm. So they always said that I kind of just picked up where he left off. Well, of course, and the passion. Yeah, and the passion. So would I be correct in assuming you started playing when you were very young? Yeah, playing. I started playing really around three or four years old. Really? Yeah, from here, just picking up the soap operas on TV. And I saw how I would make my grandmother. It would just make her smile and be happy. Aww. You know, I play certain songs. She's like, oh, that's my song. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, and I that's like, right. Wow, that's an amazing effect on people. Wow, so you learned at a very early age how music can set the mood, how it can be uplifting. Yeah. Yes. That, that hand that never left me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, you got all types of things going on out here, but when you can do something that makes people forget their troubles and everything go. for at least five or ten minutes, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the lifestyle and the pay is not always what it should be, but really that's not what life's about. Mm-hmm. Life's about moving forward every day and being happy every day, That's if right. you can. Yeah. All right. So you saw the, the joy that that brought to your grandmother and probably other people in your yeah. family yes. as well, I'm sure. Yes. And that's one of the questions that I was dying to ask you is how do you think your music affects people like now? Even? Well, I, I, I know that it makes people feel a certain way. Oh, yeah. Um, even if they're in a sad situation or happy situation, Mm -hmm. the music still cuts through all of that and puts them on another place where they're looking down on whatever it is there. Right. But it's it's a special it's a special talent. It's a special gift. Now I'm not a pianist. My mother was, my grandfather was. I I never picked that up. I played the violin. Not well, you know, I'm admitting it. But the whole And she's not lying. And I'm not lying. I'm not lying. But um, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) But I do other things well and proficiently, and they sell. And that they do. But uh, now I lost my... (laughs) Hi, I'm Jill Lindsay. I'm an artist, and I listen to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. Okay, so we are back. We want to make sure we give a shout-out to Jill Lindsay, uh, which, of course, is is famous for working in alcoholic inks and resin. So we are sitting here with Robin King, smooth jazz pianist, which has been playing the area at the Wyvern Hotel in the 88 Keys Piano Restaurant, which is where we heard him play. So, Gina, how would you describe that, the uh, experience last night? It was amazing. I heard Frank Sinatra last night. Yeah. Gave me chills. I heard um, Stevie Wonder. I heard, who else did we hear? We heard uh, some of his original work. Oh, original songs? From, let's get to that in a, in a little bit. I'm going to because I have some questions about that. But Nope, I was going to say the same thing. I want to get around to the, uh, the original songs. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. So, I'm assuming that, like you, you were just saying, people are filled with joy and happiness and uh, that's a or wonderful. Or, I'm sorry. Or just thought. Yeah. So yeah, right, because you, I saw some people come in. They stopped. The whole, the whole vibe of the people who walked mm-hmm. in for one thing changed. Yeah. Exponentially. 
because of you. Mm, The ladies were coming around and taking pictures. They were just ladies. That was that was so much fun. I got to say, Robin, uh, it's something (laughs) to watch you play. Yeah. Continuously play the piano while people are hanging on you, and look up and get and get a smile for the uh, for the yes, yes, and yeah. keep going. Yeah, not even miss the <laughs> because beat. Because you did that pretty much all night long. Yeah, yeah not well, miss the beat. It's the what beat. I have been doing for the last thirty years, so I'm pretty used to that. You know what I mean? Something too that that I noticed mm-hmm. because you know we moved over so we could set. Uh, right. And watch it because I'm almost in watching your lap. <laughs> tickle the, the, the ivies, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you were sitting there playing, and uh, I mentioned over to Gina, I said, Did you notice there's no iPad? He's playing <laughs> off of memory. Yeah. People always say, Well, you know, you're not reading any music. I said, If I had music up here, I couldn't look up and say hello, or I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about the choice of your songs? Yeah. Yeah, well, these songs that I pick, they usually aren't songs that I pick because of um, popularity or whatever. It's like if I'm in the car and I hear a song, I know I should play it. Mm. Uh, it's one of them. Type oh of yes, well, there were a couple of songs. Oh, we went back. Uh, not the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. Yes, I, oh, we were singing along. Gino and Vanelli, I like all of those. Oh my of, goodness, well, what a those what are great a fantastic. Uh, range. It, yeah. Yes, the repertoire right. is amazing. And I believe that comes from the area I grew up in because I grew up listening to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, rock, country, yes, um, jazz, straight ahead jazz, yes. band jazz, R&B, rap. Yes. You know, I, I produce a rap album too. So really? Yeah. So I have a connection with the youth yes. and the adults. Right. And my biggest goal when I'm performing is to be able to perform for eight-year-olds and 80-year-olds mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, that's right. In the same room. Because they're all feeling the right. same thing. Without them leaving. So. Right. And let's find out, well, if you are classically trained, because I know that you started playing and... I had a piano teacher, but I'm not classically playing. I never could feel classical mm-hmm. in the form that it was presented to me. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to it on my own, I hear parts of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can read and write music. Yes. But well, I, we know you can write music. We heard that. Right. We Which that. I think is a great segue to go into mm-hmm. your original music. Oh, original music. Beautiful. Yeah. Last night, I was taking notes. That was the other thing. He's playing. I'm like, what song is that? And he keeps right on playing. And he gives me the name yes, of the song. So. Yes, yes, yes. It was amazing. <laughs> um, what's Come Over Me? Oh. Man, we picked that song. Now you can't blame me. You played it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote Beautiful. that song for my first wife. That was at least thirty years ago. Oh. That I wrote that song. Yeah. Oh wow. And that song also had vocals to it. I recorded that song in a recording studio. It was one of my first times going into a big major recording studio. Oh, really? Yeah, so I had all types of stuff going on. But that song I always played it, you know, for, and it was just something that came through. And through the years, that song has progressed, believe it or not. Yes. I bet it has. Because (laughs) (laughs) progressed greatly. (laughs) Because I've changed the way that the original recording started. (laughs) But it's still a song that I play at night because it sets my tone. 
Yes. Sets the tone for the room. Tell me about the song. What what's comes over me? What what's well, and that has lyrics. Yes, it does. And and uh, you know, I've I've had a few girlfriends here and there, but I never really was stuck on one. That mm-hmm. and that's why I was wondering what has come over me with this. Wow. And that's where the name came from. Okay. And we have three beautiful children and all of that stuff now, but everything is based from that, from mm-hmm. that song. Okay. It was from her. Okay. And the feelings that I had from her. So that's where that song came from. That well, is it's a lovely play. sentiment. Yeah it, yeah, it was true. So I can still play it even though we're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how about the other song, The uh, Night Before? What's the story behind that one? The Night Before. Okay, I have to take you back to uh, to my Aldo's Italian restaurant in Virginia Beach days. Oh. I started playing there in 1988 uh, on a humbug. I was in a top 40 band doing dance music, traveling up and down the East Coast. And my agent says, I was in a lobby playing before the bus got ready to move out. I was playing the piano in the lobby and he says, man, you play great piano. Would you play this Italian restaurant? I said, man, no way. That's too stuffy for me. I'm not doing anything like that. You know, I had the Bobby Brown hairdo going this oh, way. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> going that way. Uh-huh. And I was like, no. He said, I remember well, those days. <laughs> he says, well, I'll pay you first. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I had diapers and things to buy, you know. Makes all the difference. Someone in my ear all the time. So I was like, okay, I'll yeah. do it. Went in there one night and... The people just started putting money in my jar, and I went home and told my wife, I said, I think I've been doing this all wrong, carrying mm. equipment and running up and down the road. I should just play the piano. She's like, well, you probably should. So mm. I started playing there seven nights a week. Wow. Wow. For over 10 years. For 10 years? Wow. And- yeah, you can probably count on one hand the nights I took off. Wow. I never took off. I Christmas? Always, or- this was the place not for you, huh? <laughs> and and he was very strict a very good restauranteur very the best i mean i haven't seen anyone like this guy in the business since glad to be have tutored under him he taught me my discipline to play even if no one was there i would still Mm. play you know the whole time because he that's the only way he would do it okay so that taught me my discipline and and got my mindset to playing so after all them years of doing that it's just in me now. So yes. I sit down and start playing. Don't stop until I'm done. As a profession, what would you have done if you didn't do this? Saxophone. Oh, another instrument. So it was just going to be music. Yeah, it was always going to be music. It yes. was always going to be music, even from toddler, you know. Wow. You just knew. I, I, you just knew. Yeah. You just knew. grew up in it. And yeah. my, my band director at the high school told my grandmother, he said, he's going to play, so... You can go ahead and buy it. That's right. High school band member. That's right. Now, we were talking before the show, and you had mentioned you got a scholarship, right? Yeah, I got a scholarship to college um, on saxophone to Southern Illinois University. Mm -hmm. Okay. At Carbon. Now, Gina, here's the interesting thing. That also opened the door for Robin to be able to do a very interesting gig that Robin and I were both at back then <laughs> played in the 82 world series wow for the st louis cardinals at the bush stadium they had a battery a battery powered keyboard that wow. was powered by car batteries on a card 
Really? Oh, the marching band, yeah. I only missed you by three years. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the crazy thing is, I was at the World Series. We were at that same World Series, and I probably saw you playing. I mean, isn't that amazing? So that was exciting. I'm Janet Watermeyer, Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts talk show. Okay, we are back from commercial break. I want to make sure that we give a big shout out to Janet Watermeyer, the Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center here for that commercial spot. And we are talking with recording artist, smooth jazz pianist, sax player, Robin King. So... Robin, let's back up yes. to that early age. Uh, after your grandfather had passed away, your grandmother is raising you uh, with your family. How did you follow in his footsteps with your career, starting with the piano? The piano was something that I played in church from mm -hmm. four years old till about 16. I had about three or four choirs, youth choir, wow. young adult choir. All of that. I stayed in church. Yes. I went. To, I was Catholic. I was Baptist. I was uh, Methodist. I was all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to all of these churches every Sunday. Played with all of these different. On Wednesdays for choir practice. Yeah, and Wednesday, and I get to take the car because my. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, you go to church. That's right. Take And it was yeah. really, I really had a fantastic life growing up. Through that, music, it yeah. took me everywhere. Everywhere. And how did you get connected? Did you start a band, like a garage band, yes, when you yes, were in yes, high uh, school or prior to that? JB and the Upstairs Band. Okay, so tell us about your first band. JB was uh, named by the name of James Walker. He was a East St. Louis detective. He had three sons, Troy, Brock, and Darwin. And we were all best friends. Mm -hmm. Brock also played in church. He, he, he's passed away now, but he oh. was a very, very good piano player himself. Mm -hmm. But he uh, started the band with his sons, and I was just one of his sons after that, after I joined mm -hmm. the band. So mm -hmm. we were all one big family. Oh, do you guys still t stay in oh, touch yes. with each other? Yes, yes, yes. I, I still have a key to the mom's house. Wow. <laughs> I did one, really. Wow. And we played every day. When I, we got out of school, first place we went were to the basement. Mm -hmm. downstairs. We played all over uh, St. Louis area, doing parties, Christmas parties, you know, the whole band thing. I had right. to be yeah. 13 or 14. Wow. Yeah, when this was going on. So you, it was kind of like, do you remember the days when, uh, like, Quincy Jones and they start Red Fox even, mm -hmm. they, they were sneaking into places just to play. Yeah. So when they were 13 and 14 years old, right. they just had this bug. They needed yeah. to do it. And they were getting in, and they were playing. And they were playing. They were playing these gigs, you with know, the best. Just, yeah, yeah with the best, smoking the best. and stuff with the yeah. best. And that's how they learned. And you well, know, you know, most you guys of them are familiar with the St. Louis area, so oh, yeah. I know you know about Laclede's Landing. Yeah, lots of uh, history there, musical history in the area. Right oh yeah, there, right under the arch there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still Laclede's is. Landing. Still is. Really? And friends, uh, me and my friends used to catch a bus over there, 15 cents, I'll never forget it, it's 15 cents, <laughs> and then yeah. go across the river there, and mm. we'd play outside until they chased us away, but by that time, we'd already made about 40 bucks a piece, so we were good. Oh, that's, so that's we, great. We, yeah, we were young, we were very yeah, young. Yeah, that's good. Very 15 young. cents and got 40 bucks, that's, that's yeah. a, quite we, a return. There. That's right. <laughs> good, great ROI. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and we we do that every Friday night. 
That was, wow. you know, and I'd get in trouble for coming in late. <laughs> she but said, Mama. I told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She even got the finger shake. <laughs> I told you about that. Said, okay. Nice. So when you started with the band, how many bands have you actually been in? Do, do you even have a number? No, I don't. Because a lot of bands I got in and if the situation wasn't correct or didn't have the right dedication from everyone, I would be the first to go. Yes, yes. And I was always the youngest. <laughs> in every band I joined, I was always the youngest, mm -hmm. but the most driving. I had small kids I had to feed. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I was a little more serious than most people yeah. because I knew I wasn't going to go out and get a nine to five. You yeah. just know that when yeah. you know it, yeah. you know it. That's yeah. what we were talking about. Dave yeah. and I were talking. When you know that, it, yeah. there's a drive that's within you. It's an urge. It's something. It's a mission. Yeah, it it is. is plain and simple. It is a mission. And people Your mission, can feel it when you walk in. Right. Uh, we saw that plenty of times last night at the performance. Last night, what we experienced, you are on your track. I firmly believe that I picked the right um, thing to do in life because I can't see myself. Most musicians, are, they have a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. They have a, a whole lot of skills that they could use right. other than music, but they won't deny the music ever. I'm, I'm also pretty handy with carpentry, yeah. and I do that for enjoyment. Oh, so carpentry, that comes into, like, uh, we're talking about math. And, of course, when you're playing the piano or an instrument, particularly the piano, your math skills have elevated. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that, Dave? Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. true. Oh, yes. Uh, there's plenty of studies out there that musicians have a much higher aptitude for math than people that don't play instruments that aren't musicians. And that's that was the experience that I learned as a gifted child. Both of my children happen to be gifted. Thank God that's what a blessing. You had George Mancini interviewed yeah, him. George Mancini. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's been on the show. And uh, my daughter was his student when she was, I don't know, three to six years old. Her math, although it was wonderful, elevated mm -hmm. as, as a result of playing the piano. Yeah even yeah. more and she's a registered nurse now absolutely you know so there you go yeah that's a great example you know the benefits of music yeah of why arts are so necessary yes yeah. okay well everybody just uh, <coughs> hold on there we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute <laughs> so robin hang on all righty this podcast was recorded at the visual arts center in punta Gorda, florida So, Robin, you grew up in music, played the piano in the churches, mm -hmm. got into the bands, playing jazz. Mm -hmm. What happened next? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a little part in there that like, the way I got to the East Coast, okay. I joined the Navy. My son was born, the Navy. and I couldn't find a job. I remember going out looking, 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 and then this recruiter says, well, you can play music in the, in the Navy. <laughs> I was like, mm. for real? I can do that? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they got a musician's rate. So at that time, it wasn't a guaranteed rate. You wasn't guaranteed where you were going to be or anything right. like that. Like now you sign a paper saying I'm going to be a, um, a AO ordinance man or a gunman or whatever. Mm -hmm. Back then, they put you wherever you were needed. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess in the 83 or 84 around that time. Mm-hmm. So I went to the recruiter one day. I took a physical the next day. I was on a train at Great Lakes the third day. Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and my friend's looking at me saying, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, you have a, you have a baby. <laughs> You're in the name. Well, I, and that's why I would tell them I have a child that I need to Support. try to take care of. Mm-hmm. Some kind of way. I had no, no way of knowing. So, long story short, they flew me over to the med. I was on a carrier, the USS Kennedy. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was in the middle of a, a deployment. Oh. oh so boy. I couldn't get back to change rates to join the music school. But I ended up playing for the officers' dinners, wow. everything in the chapel. I spent most of my time in the chapel. There you go. On the ship. Well, that was a divine mission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that ship pulled into Portsmouth, Virginia, went into the shipyards. Hmm. So we were like, had a lot of free time. I went to Virginia Beach's oceanfront. And I started playing reggae and calypso music from one to five every really? day. Really? Yeah. Every day. And then I... Realized I was making more money playing than I was in the Navy. <laughs> that came up, so I was like, so Virginia Beach was sort of my base for starting my adult professional mm-hmm. career to where I could actually make a living at it. So and you I had to get on a ship in order to get to Virginia Beach in order to find yeah. out what you had <laughs> Or Virginia Beach or anything. I saw the Mississippi really? River was the biggest water body of water I've ever seen that you know yeah. when I got to the ocean I was just oh my what have I done right right <laughs> <laughs> where am I going <laughs> so Robin you're in Virginia correct basically starting your career right right and I started playing um, piano at the Italian restaurant outdoors Virginia Beach which led to the career that I have today so that was my starting point as far as restaurants, hotels, um, type of, you know, dinner music, background music, whatever you want to call it. You mm-hmm. know, that was my niche. I figured it out. That was my niche. And the restaurant, you played with him for years, right? Uh, well, total, I was there over 20. 20? Yeah, over yeah. 20. I started playing seven nights a week for about 10 years. Wow. Um, then he finally gave me a couple nights off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for well, over Did you years. have to prove yourself? I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's He was very stickler. He didn't want me playing anywhere else oh. type of thing. Uh-huh. And, and the people there loved me. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and I loved them as well. If I wasn't there, you know, if he got a replacement or if I was sick, they would hear about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, they come to hear you and you're not here. I, I have problems with that. I said, okay. So that's when I started learning the business. Yes. Well, okay, I'm worth something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> worth a lot. So, I mean, apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently he knew that because he yeah. didn't want you going anywhere else. Very smart guy. Very, and I still call him for advice today. Really? Yeah. So was he in the music industry? No, he's a restaurateur. Um, he owned the, the restaurant. He was one of the owners. Okay. He just was such a good manager. A good businessman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like I say, I've always based other jobs and businesses according to that, which I quickly learned that the level that he was at, most places aren't. It's a great business model. Yeah. His standard, because... There you go. 
you know, sitting there playing, I'm watching how he's running the front door. I'm watching how he's seating people. I'm watching how the kitchen is run. I'm watching mm-hmm. the whole shebang and, and learn so much from that. And meanwhile, you know. in this movie, you're the backdrop. Yeah. The music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that without the backdrop music in a movie, it's nothing. The movie's <laughs> like... Okay, just have some subtitles, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, let's touch on the article that you were featured in, which has got a great title. August 2004, um, Home and, what is it, Home and Guard Magazine? Mm, Yes. No, Southern Living Magazine. Oh. I have an article in there from that restaurant. Wow. And it's called Eat to the Beat. Eat to, Eat to the, the beat. beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go online and pull up a 2004, you'll see that article. Wow. It's August 2004. Okay, so our listeners can go and find that article online. Um, we'll see about having a link to that as well. Speaking of link, Robin, your website? Yes, and my website. Um, you can go to robinking.com or... Go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Robin King. Is that with two B's? Two B's, please. R-O-B-B-I-N. K-I-N-G. Robin, we're running out of time for part one here, so okay. I want to kind of wrap up. So any quick thoughts, uh, comments on your music style or process? You know, I was always more interested in music than I was lyrics. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, music brought lyrics to me. Really? Or Okay. So me thinking I'm like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, if I play it this way, they're going to feel it this way. Mm-hmm. Or if I play it that way, they're going to feel it that way, which is not always really the case. The song well, it was, was last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes it's a, a better reaction that I'm thinking I'm going to get. Ooh. Yes. So you, you never I know understand. when people say it or clap or anything. Yeah. I'm still humbled by it to this day. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up part one. All right. Because we are out of time. And Robin King, we thank you for coming on our show and spending this morning with us. I really appreciate you guys having me. We'll have you back tomorrow so we can do part two. I'd love to do it. Right. We'll get back with you and we'll wrap this show up before you head out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a pleasure to have you here. I'm thrilled, and I can't wait to see you play again. Absolutely. So everyone, thank you for listening. Make sure you come back for part two, where we're going to talk with Robin about some interesting travels and some incredible people he has met in his music career. So with that, Gina, you have a good day. You have a wonderful day too, Dave. And... uh, I'll see you next show with Robin King. See you next time. Bye, everybody. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipforthearts.org. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.